the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Mm. little sip of coffee coffee to start the show. You like a little coffee in the afternoon, Kath? <laughs> no. A little coffee? No. Not a coffee drinker no. yourself. Mm-mm. You know, on a day like today, which is kind of, you know, rainy, dreary, a little chilly, mm-hmm. it feels good. Does it? Yeah, to hold on to this. I mean, hold on to that mug. Wait, hold on to that for a second. No, it's nice, That's but I don't nice. like hot drinks. Never? You, you don't drink any hot drinks? No, ever? Ever? Mm-mm. Is it a, you know, your teeth sensitive or something? You need Sensodyne? <laughs> such... My teeth are fine. Okay. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I mean, because usually it's like a texture thing or a, a I don't sensory know. thing. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't like the feeling of hot drinks. Was that from like childhood? I think so. Really? I mean, I had hot chocolate. I mean, I've had it. It's not like I've never had hot I've ha- chocolate. I've had it. But... <laughs> Had it. What about hot chocolate Ovaltine? It's rich chocolate Ovaltine is always best consumed cold mm-hmm. over ice. Okay, Mike, thank over you ice. for asking. Yes, but nothing hot. Like, no, not hot tea. Mm-mm. Really, like on a date like today, it really a nice hot drink holding in your hand. And you know what I like? Mm, a toddy. I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a nice homemade bowl of soup mm. with That's... a nice cold iced tea next to it. Oh. Okay, all right. I like. I Back don't. I just don't like. I don't find <clears throat> hot drinks like uh, it makes me thirsty to drink them, <laughs> and I don't understand that. It seems like I'm working Sounds against myself. It's yeah. a lot of. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Don't you oftentimes when you have hot tea feel thirsty afterwards? No, no, I don't. I feel satisfied. <laughs> I feel, feel I always happy. Feel thirsty. I'm very content. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a cup of hot tea with a glass of water. Yeah. Okay. Except I don't drink hot tea. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm having tonight for the first time in a long time. Homemade spaghetti sauce. Isn't that a delicious oh, thing? All, all day yesterday during the debacle of the Steeler game, we had a gigantic pot of sauce. I say we. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks for clarifying that. I say we. My dear and loving and kind and excellent cook, my oh. wife, mm-hmm. she had a pot of sauce going for like six plus hours. Mm. Looking forward to that tonight. Oh my gosh, that's so... Tell you you that. know what I'm going to make tonight? Tell me. My daughter's homesick today. She's feeling very poorly. Yeah, it's a shame. Not. And... I'm going to make homemade chicken noodle soup for the first time this year. First time this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't. I don't, obviously, I don't eat yeah, a lot yeah. of soup in my non-air conditioned home in the summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's actually, it's 93. I wish I had some hot chicken noodle soup with a gallon of cold water. Thought of it's revolting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to make some soup. Very good. Yeah, I feel good about it. I think it is a perfect day. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. All right, so not the perfect day for a lot of NFL teams who apparently are still struggling to fill their empty seats. Mm -hmm. And the worst of all days for the NFL team that begins with an S. Right. Right. That was a horrible. Okay, so as you start to watch the Steelers, I don't know if this is just me or just across the fandom, do you come in with um, less than stellar expectations? Yes. And with that, does that help the afternoon go along? 
I don't think it does help the afternoon to go along because I find myself. I, I, I was thinking last night as I was readying for bed that I'm a spoiled football fan mm-hmm. because I'm used to the Steelers winning. Right. We haven't had a protracted <clears throat> absence absence of win like we have had here. Right. I know we just time. I know we just won last week, but it's just it's not a good. It's a bad team. It's a it's no don't no say it's a bad that. team. Don't say that. It it's is not a, bad a bad team. No 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 no. Listen, <laughs> it were it not for two Mm-mm. issues nope, yesterday. Nope, nope. The Juju fumble, and I love nope. him, but the Juju fumble, <laughs> and that was a bad roughing the passer call. If it Wrong. wasn't for both Horrible. of those calls. Horrible. Nope. Horrible. We would have won the game. No, 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 no. You can't make With excuses. With our third string quarterback. That's a bad team. No, it's not a bad no. team. Seriously. It really it's is. not a bad team. No, no, no. Come on. Look, it's, it's, that it's, defense is like Swiss cheese. If it was a bad team, then we would have been shut out by the Ravens. That's right. Exactly, no, no. because the Ravens <clears> are a good we team. All, we should have won the that game. The Ravens played bad yesterday as well. We should have won that game. Of course we should have, but a bad team beat us. Let's mix how bad we are. Let's get us back on track here, people. I'm trying to talk about all of these teams that can't get people to come into their stadiums. The Steelers, like fortunately, yes, yeah, Cincinnati numbers, yeah, are horrible. I'm really? just, I'm just looking at the photographs from yesterday's game. Oh my gosh, nobody there in Cincinnati. There is, no there one. is nobody there. There is a lot of empty, empty seats. Okay, so if the Steelers go into a protracted decline, say they're bad for the next five years. What will Heinz Field now, look like? Now, why would you talk like that? Why not? He is such a downer. I am not a downer. I'm t- look, there's an ebb and flow to all of life. So just as we've been excellent for a long <laughs> time, why could we life. not be horrific for I a while? go five what? years. That would yeah. be, geez. I mean, come on. How about let's just talk about next Sunday's game for how much time? We just I, lost our QB. And you want to <laughs> I mean, geez, what if we're bad for the next five years? Wow. What if we I are? mean, geez. Look at you guys. Mason Rudolph's still trying to step his way out of the ER, and I you're talking about being bad for we, half we a decade. We won't be, because we Smell don't have coffee. an organization like the Pirates. We may be. Thank we you, just Mike. may we be bad. But we, thank you, Mike. No. Houston no. Texans were unable to fill uh, Energy Stadium when the Atlanta Falcons came to town. I'm looking at photographs of that. Low looks, Energy it Stadium. Looks, it looks bad. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, buff... Uh, the Tennessee Titans Nissan Stadium mm. looks l- like literally Nissan. half filled. Isn't that a horrible name for a stadium? Nissan Stadium. It's really? terrible. Uh, the Redskins were obliterated 33. I'm reading from Breitbart. 33 mm. 7 at home um, when the uh, Patriots stopped by FedEx Field. I don't even want to talk about FedEx that. And then field. the Redskins fired their coach today. Right. Um, okay, so here's my question. <laughs> Good golly. When is the last time you went to an NFL football game? The last time I was at one? Um, yeah, Mike? Two years ago against okay. the Colts. Okay. Given the choice between going or staying home, I'm going to stay See, home. So am I. So I feel like I'm, I'm reading this article and I'm thinking, well, isn't this a shame that people aren't going out for those games? I really have zero interest Me in too. going to uh, an NFL game. <laughs> and I love too. the Steelers. I don't want to go. No. It's too yeah. – th- I'll be honest with you. First of all, it's most of the time freezing cold. Mm. And the last couple games I've been to, people around me have been absolutely obnoxious. Nuts. Right. Especially – the last two games I went to were night games. No way. People yeah. blow out am, of their minds. I am not doing that again. People have been drinking for eight hours. Right, That's right, crazy. Right, right. It's not yeah. good. Trying to take the tea back. I, I remember that night specifically. It was Steelers against Colts. Mm. And my wife was – uh, two months pregnant. Mm. Oh my gosh! And we were smothered like sardines mm. in the mm. tea, and and the, it wouldn't go because there was, of course, a fight. You know, <laughs> of course, brought out. <laughs> right. okay. Yeah, and it, it some was hero nuts. with another but hero. I do have to say though, it it also depends on who you go with. 
That's a good point. Because if, if you're with a group of people who right. are fun and having a good time, right. or if your seats, if you're a season ticket holder and the yes. people who sit around you are great, yes. sure, sure. you're going to yes. love the group atmosphere. Yeah. Right? right, right, right. I get right. that. But still, generally, is it better to just sit at home on your couch? Right. And I know, the- I'm sure all the Roonies are saying, great, we got these people no, on no, the radio no. saying you shouldn't go to games. Stop I'm it. just trying to be honest. I just, it's, it's not interesting to me anymore to be there in person. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it's an age thing. It's, uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. I mean, Maybe. it's true, right? Maybe, yeah. It's- but here's the thing. Even when I was in high school, I wasn't really into, I never was into going to Steeler games. However, okay, so someone said to you, hey, Steelers are in the Super Bowl. You want to go? Oh, yeah. Play- oh, yeah, it's Playoff a Super game. Bowl. You want to go? Okay, if it was a playoff game, yes. though, would you go, Mike? Yes. The atmosphere is top notch. Okay. Yeah, I yours. guess I would go if it was a playoff right. game. Of I guess I would. But, you know, if it's the Steelers versus, you know, the Browns. The I would still go Listen, this year. though, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm going back to playoff game because I'm not sure I would go, even if someone gave me tickets, because the home atmosphere, you know you see the, you see the field yeah. better, you know more what's going on. It's just a better experience watching it yeah. on TV. What have you Plus, want- I have my snacks. Was yeah. Heinz Field noted in that article? So there was a picture of Heinz Field. It said it didn't look like a normal Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. from when I was watching the uh, game on TV, I didn't see that. So I'm it, thinking this might be a, a, a photograph shot early. I feel like that was taken like right before or right after Kick a off. quarter or the half because okay. everyone's going yeah. to get food or something. So, yeah. Because I I I'm, I agree, Kath. I saw a different perspective. I I, I noticed that there was more people in the stands than right. than that picture did. Okay, but, hey, but, but I, best wishes to Mason Rudolph. Oh, yes. We don't want to. Yeah. I mean, yes. he. I just saw him the PG. He's out of the hospital and he says he feels quote good. Better Prayers for him. Better than ever. Better than ever. Wasn't that scary? Oh, my gosh. Oh, and He dropped like man. a f- sack of flour. Hey, Greg Clugston with us next. We're going to the White House to find out the latest on the president. Stay with us. A business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket and it strangles your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. And your health care, it's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase in your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help you today. Call 724-884-1496 or find them online. Marley Financial, MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. October is Pastor Appreciation Month. To celebrate, we're hosting the 2019 Pastor Appreciation Luncheon on October 22nd, and we need your help to make it special. If you think your senior or associate pastor is doing a particularly fine job, we invite you to say so. Just email your letter of appreciation in 200 words or less to pastors at wordfm.com by Friday, October 18th. And if yours is chosen, we'll read it live at the event. To give your pastor a shout out, email pastors at wordfm.com today. Everything that we do in the office is to provide a comforting feel to you and your family. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We do value the time that you spend at our office, and we understand that you don't have hours and hours because lives are crazy nowadays. But we want to really make sure that the time you're spending with us is efficient and effective and works for you as an individual. Perry Highway in Wexford at Stock Family 
FamilyDentistry.com. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. This AccuWeather Ready Storm Preparedness Tip is brought to you by Duracell. One of the most important things you can do is prepare in advance with a hurricane kit that's stored away and easy to find. Create an emergency kit to include cash, non-perishable food and water, batteries, flashlights, insurance information, and medical records. When you trust Duracell, there's no such thing as a power outage. Duracell batteries available at the Home Depot. We start off every Monday with our first guest, Greg Clugston, who joins us from SRN News live at the White House. Hey, Greg. Happy Monday to you. How are, how are things? John, good. Hi. Good. Great to be back as always. Always good. Well, Greg, I don't know where to start. <laughs> it's quite just, a menu. There's so many options to go to here. Uh, okay, so let's start with uh, Trump's announcement uh, that he wants to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria. Um, man, he's getting slammed from people on both sides of the aisle. He really is, and it's and it's really notable of the Republicans who are critical. You start with the top Republican in the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell, who typically has the president's back on most issues, right. and he is in opposition to this, as are Senators Lindsey Graham, Graham right. another close ally of the president, Marco Rubio, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, who has a very good relationship with this White House and is, in fact, and as a surrogate for the Trump 2020 campaign, former U.N. ambassador. They're all arguing that it's a, it's a disaster ready to happen if U.S. forces leave, and the U.S. forces have been fighting ISIS forces with Kurdish fighters. And so the Kurds in the minority in northern Syria have been an, essentially an ally of the United States. And they're worried, these opponents of the, of the Trump policy, that if U.S. fighters leave, that leaves the Kurd fighters um, on their own, and Turkey, it's it's feared, would then move in, and um, and wipe out the minority. And you've got a lot of Christians in in northern Syria. You've got Azidis. You've got other religious minorities, and uh, the list is growing long of those who are opposed to what the president announced last night. Right. So the president has said it is time for us to get out of Syria. This is his uh, big step. What, this had to take everybody by surprise, and I wonder what the president's thinking is behind this. Um, really, I don't expect you to fill me in on that, uh, Greg, just because it is an unusual and unexpected move. Well, one thing, John, that we do know is the president, and he said this as a candidate, and he has said this in office, is that he doesn't like the U.S. being involved in what he calls endless wars. Right. I don't think I don't think any American really likes the idea of an endless war either, um, but. Um, but he puts he puts what is the conflict in Syria in the endless war category, um, and you can dispute whether or not it's endless or not. But how you get out, how the United States would remove itself from the conflict, that is what the Republicans are opposing right. of just simply withdrawing. 
but this is this is interesting. So so I think John that that, that gets to the, maybe the heart of why the president decided to do this, uh, at least you know in terms of looking at you know conflict and war generally. Why he decided specifically now with Syria, it's that's a big question mm-hmm. mark, and it, it, it's worth noting here. And this this is uh, in the views in the, in the minds of some people a troubling tweet that came out today when the president was responding reacting to the criticism that he has been receiving, especially from Republicans um, who are worried about Turkey moving in. This is what the president tweeted. If Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, consider to be off limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. So the president (laughs) is touting, in his own words, his great and unmatched wisdom on this very uh, for important foreign policy matter. Um, and, you know, t- to be very honest, that leaves a lot of people scratching their heads and uh, not feeling too good about that kind of comment. Wow. Now, we know that the president just talks, um, and this is one of the things that elected him. People like the fact that he was kind of indiscriminate in what he said. People like the fact that he was a plain talker. People like the fact that he didn't sound like everyone in D.C. The problem at this point is when he says something like that, Greg, in relation to Syria, um, he's embroiled in the impeachment thing so deeply that people just see that and say, you know what, he he's really on the verge of losing his mind. Um, and so... Uh, I wonder if there's going to come a time, and maybe we all keep saying this and, and it's not going to happen, where he just realizes, you know what, there has to, I have to be more restricted in what I say and when I say it. Well, we, ha- we haven't – the, the pattern has not led us to see right. that yeah. being the I case. Know, it hasn't happened. No, it hasn't. Right. I know, but uh, I'm wondering if the – I'm just wondering if all of the impeachment issues are going to push him in that direction. You don't think? Well, I, I hate to predict the future because you know it's un you know it's unknowable, um, and and you might you know viewer or listeners might think that's you know taking an out and all the rest. But I'm I'm not here for my opinion. Right. But I would I I would just go back to say there have been other crises in this um, in this presidency that we have had a very similar to, you know discussion or question that you're posing right now saying is this going to be the tipping point will this finally um, bring in some some reins you know around the president in terms of you know what he says or how he goes about saying things and to be honest we simply have not seen any change of behavior along those lines no. and so when you when you're talking about great and unmatched wisdom and when you are repeatedly describing yourself as a very stable genius um, that turns off people not just politically but in other ways in terms of questioning um, your judgment as a leader. Um, and that's what's troubling to a lot of people, especially when you're involving not just um, domestic politics or survival on the campaign trail, but when you're talking about Syria and you're talking about Turkey and you're talking about a very serious foreign policy matter. Right. Uh, and you're right, Greg, you know, Democrat and Republican have chimed in with their dislike of this. And to be honest, you know, I'm um, on Twitter today and I'm looking at uh, different quotes from people. Uh, this is shocking to me. Pat Robertson himself has even chimed in. Uh, today, Pat Robinson said, said this, the president of the United States is in great danger of losing the mandate of heaven if he permits this to happen. The mandate of heaven. If he permits what to happen? That they would withdraw from Syria. Syria. Right. 
But I mean, right. he's and, and obviously Pat Robertson and and other uh, religious and Christian leaders in particular are concerned about the uh, the Syrian Christians who are who would who would be at stake along with others who live in that part of of Syria. Right. Well. Uh... Again, I'm you know I'm I'm looking at at uh, the president's Twitter account, and I'm seeing again you know he's talking about after he um, stated what you said the great and unmatched wisdom part he said they must with he's talking about Turkey with Europe and others watch over the captured ISIS fighters and families. The U.S. has done far more than anyone could have ever expected, including the capture of 100 percent of the ISIS caliphate. It is time now for others in the region, some of great wealth, to protect their own. Territory. Now that that's, again, again, yes. That's why. That's one of the reasons why he was elected. People are tired of that. People are going to agree with that. It's just that those yes. those yes. philosophies are couched in such intemperate speech. That's. It's just. It. It makes it hard. It makes it hard to support him. I think that's a correct assessment, Kathy. And for example, the president's got a couple of of rallies campaign uh, rallies coming up later this week and another one planned for next week. And we could all, all but you know, promise or guess that he's going to be standing in front of thousands of people in that kind of set- setting, supporters, and he would say, hey, you know what, the United States has paid X amount of dollars to support this country and this cause, and, and it's far above... And we need, you know, we need better equity. We need sharing yeah. from from our European. And the place is going to erupt, and they're sure. going to they're going to clap and applaud loudly and cheer loudly for that that concept. But when um, you're you're sort of describing yourself as the president did in, in almost messianic terms today, um, in terms of his intelligence and wisdom on a matter, um, that that that's what is really rubbing people the wrong way when it comes to um, what we're seeing in terms of this very strong Republican backlash. Right, and I think you know for a lot, a lot of us, you know, the the die's been cast. Of course, if you're a Democrat, you think the president is the devil. Uh, if you're uh, you know a mainstream Republican, most people would nod their head and go, "I've supported the president all this time." Of course, there's a large swath of people who are moderate who want more than anything for the president to succeed, hope that he is able to carry out his vision and does so in a wise and peaceful manner. But at the same time, you know, the the Twitter thing and all that is such a disruption and a distraction that it ultimately hurts him. It's become an Achilles heel in a way that undermines the president's ability to be effective, at least in the public eye. And with 13 months to go to Election Day next year, um, all of that is going to be, you know, digested by the American public and all the voters. Right. Let's move forward. So the president um, has been compelled now by a court to release the last eight years of his tax returns. Again, if you're a President Trump hater, of which there are many, this is a, a proud moment for you because now you're going to call the president on the carpet. What do you think? The president's been fighting this legally, but this is a hard place to wiggle out of. It is, although he had it was a good news, bad news scenario for the president and his legal team today. So you essentially had this federal judge say that the president needs to turn over these eight years of personal and corporate tax returns, turn them over to New York City prosecutors. It's because the uh, the district attorneys in Manhattan, they're wanting the, these financial records um, in their investigation into hush money payments. But um, almost immediately, the president's legal team filed an appeal of that federal judge's ruling, and 
you had uh, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals immediately say, okay, we are going to put this matter on hold and we are going to hear, hear the appeal. So even though the first judge said, yes, the tax returns have to be turned over, the appeals court said, we're going we're gonna to hold this matter for now until we adjudicate this further. So nothing is going to change right now until the Second uh, Circuit Court of Appeals has its say. So if we're going to take it out of the legal uh, category, though, and look at it as far as public opinion, I mean, this cannot be a winner for the president. No, it it probably isn't, Kathy. Uh, You've got uh, the president, uh, you know, accused of these inappropriate relationships in the past, and we've got his former personal uh, attorney, his personal lawyer, who's behind bars right now, who has said and admitted, you know, that uh, they made these hush money payments. And so uh, to have the prosecutor say, we need to see these financial documents to further investigate that case, um, it, it, just, it just is a part of a, a, a larger story that some people are, are, are just not going to be happy with, especially right. including those who, who do support the president and, and like a lot of his policies and, and like a lot of what he has done in his nearly three years in office. Craig Cluxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. All right, let's turn our attention to the latest on the impeachment battle. Um, so where are we? We've got, a, we've got what sounds like a second whistleblower, but it's to me it seems like the second whistleblower isn't telling us anything that we don't already know. Yeah, we don't know the identity of the second. We don't know the identity of either whistleblower, of course. But um, there, you know, reportedly the uh, the second whistleblower who has um, is receiving some some legal representation um, essentially uh, is corroborating or would corroborate uh, the uh, the initial complaint from the intelligence community whistleblower. Um, the difference uh, supposedly is that the second whistleblower had firsthand knowledge or a first-hand account of the Ukraine phone call with the president. Um, so that would suggest someone um, higher up you know, the ranks in terms of national security and, and intelligence in the U.S. So that, that's all we know right now. And then on another front, in terms of the impeachment issue, you have um, Democrats who continue to issue subpoenas. And the latest subpoenas that have been issued have been to, uh, the, uh, to the Pentagon and the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, as well as the acting White House budget director. And what these subpoenas are all about, you guys, is that uh, House Democrats want to look into the administration holding up um, financial aid to Ukraine. And so that's why they're going to the Pentagon and the budget to see what the reasoning was for, uh, for withholding that information or withholding that money that was approved by Congress. Okay, so uh, speaking of withholding money from Ukraine, uh, what about the chatter regarding Joe Biden and his son Hunter and their relationship in Ukraine, uh, Hunter's relationship being on the board of directors for a natural gas firm there? Um, What's the conversation in the press room about that? Well, I think there are a lot of people who say, well, there's probably a conflict of interest at the very least there, where you've got the sitting vice president of the United States, and he has his son, who has had a troubled personal history, um, all of a sudden earning these tens of thousands of dollars by sitting on a board of a, of a gas company in an Eastern European country, of which he has no uh, real knowledge about you know, the, uh, the petroleum or oil industry. And so people will say, at the very least, look, conflict of interest, or you had some, you know, had some big help from the vice president. Um, and then there are others who are saying, well, the vice president was pushing for the dismissal of a prosecutor in mm-hmm. in Ukraine who was not seen as being very, um, you know, very you know, efficient or doing what he needed to do in terms of rooting out corruption. 
And so all of this is, uh, you know, blended in, of course, with the impeachment thing, Kathy. And it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to, to, to separate the two. Obviously, the president's impeachment inquiry is getting the bulk of the attention right now. But the Biden element is still a part of that story. Right. right. So I'm wondering if uh, I know that it's a bigger deal because it's the sitting president. But I wonder if more facts were to come to light, if things would start to there's be attention on both sides and dissatisfaction with both sides. Well, that's very possible. One thing that's interesting is that there are some who will say, well, the Biden, um, having the vice president push for the removal of a prosecutor uh, that wasn't investigating corruption helped his son. Whereas, in fact, there are those others who will say, well, if if the son was involved in a company that was involved in corruption, they would want a prosecutor mm. that was sitting on the job and not doing anything. So uh, that story has its own complex uh, right. timeline and, and uh, fact schedule as well. Right. Well, Greg, uh, thank you. It's uh, endlessly fascinating. We appreciate your perspective from a front row seat at the White House. Hopefully after all this, you can have a great week, you guys. <laughs> yes, and you as well. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. More about Greg and the excellence of SRN News. SRNnews.com on the web. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-691-9999. That's 800-691-9999. 800-691-9999. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Does Christian education mean less opportunity for your child in areas like the arts? At Trinity Christian School, it actually means more. With two theatrical productions each year and a musical every other year, plus choir and band starting in fourth and fifth grade, led by accomplished teachers like David Minifield of Saltworks Theater and band director Joe Petron of the McKeesport Symphony and Duquesne University. Opportunity awaits at Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. 
Did you know that migraine is a disabling disease affecting over 36 million Americans? The pain of migraine sufferers is often so bad their lives just stop. The American Migraine Foundation helps people living with migraine to find the support and treatment they need. If you, a friend, or a family member suffer from migraine, go to AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to learn more, find help, and get connected. Make your move against migraine. Tonight it will turn out partly cloudy with a low 45. Watch out for areas of fog late tonight and early tomorrow, which can slow the morning commute. But otherwise, tomorrow you'll see a good deal of sunshine and the high will be a seasonable 66. Partly cloudy with a low 46 tomorrow night. Then Wednesday, we'll have a mix of clouds and sun. Nice days. Temperatures approach 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. We're going from world politics straight to the bathtub. Not Great. because it's dirty, but, you know, who doesn't like a nice bath? Do you, do you take a bath? I mean, I enjoy a bath here and there. Yeah. Um, there was a time... I wish I had a more comfortable bathtub, to be honest it. with you. That's exactly it. That's the thing. In our old house, mm-hmm. we had an old claw tub. Oh, there we go. So you're in oh, there. Oh, right. And that's deep. Boom. And right. Yeah, right. that's not... You're, yeah. You're up to your neck, mm-hmm. and if you want to go deeper, you can. That would be awesome. That's the way to go. That would be awesome. So if you have a, a nice bathtub, right, uh, there's apparently this new... Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. There you go. Long about a Saturday night. So now, because of Twitter, you can do a lot of different things and find, you know, <laughs> no the sort of, the, uh, the bath, what, um, the bath experts, Right. No. There are bath experts. Oh, sure there are. Now, there's an article uh, in uh, this week's New Yorker, and uh, it talks about you know what we know about celebrities and their bathing practices. Wait a minute. Why do we know anything about celebrities' uh, well, bathing practices? I believe that celebrities like to talk about this. Now, do you know, uh, for instance, Mariah Carey? Yeah. She bathes in cold milk. No, I didn't know that. Gwyneth Paltrow likes to wind down every evening in a bath of magnesium salts. Well, while someone else watches her children? Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda bays for exactly 15 minutes with a timer set to alert him when to get out. Why? Uh, that's his thing, whatever it is. What's he bathing in? Uh, just It doesn't say. Eva Chen, I don't know that. She's the head of fashion partnerships for Instagram. Okay. Re- renovated her bathroom so that her tub would be nearly a part of her bathroom, right? Or bedroom, sorry. So you have like, you know, now there used to be open concept kitchens. Mm -hmm. Now there's open concept bathrooms where your bedroom and your bathroom are one and the same. But the big thing is for a lot of bathers is what goes in the water, whether it's milk, whether it's, you know. Bathing in milk, first of all, is absurdly expensive. Isn't that Cleopatra? A waste and creepy. Well, I don't know if it's creepy. Yes, it is. is. Who wants to bathe in milk? It's creepy. I guess people do. Now, there's something called the Dream Bath Elixir or um, Bath Teas. And you can buy these chunks of, you know, we were talking the other day, right? Last week um, about uh, oils. Oh, essential oils. Essential oils. Mm -hmm. This is sort of another extension of that, that people are so inclined to find a healing prospect within the minerals. Right. That's a very, I mean, that's an ancient idea, right? Is that you would go to the baths. Right. To, you know, it would cleanse your body. Right. It would get rid of the toxins in your body. And there used to be, you know, us in our private baths, that's like super elite. I right, mean, yeah, because yeah, be they're, right, they're all public baths, right. right? So now it's become 
public again where I people can't believe photos. celebrities are talking about how they bathe. Yeah. You guys I, do the bath salts? Have you ever done that? I've done bath salts. I've never done a bath salt. Yeah, I've done that. Epsom yeah. salts, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, have you done Epsom salts, Mike? One time. When I was really, really sore. You That's used it. to run a lot. Right. If you're I was sore, super sore, it helps your muscles. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have put my feet in an Epsom, Epsom salt. salt little little a bucket of right yeah but no. I, i'm not, not your whole body t- tweeting about it mm-hmm. well, plus maybe, i'm not a celebrity and nobody cares maybe it's time you did that's the right? only time i'll take a bath though what like, with epsom salts I, I, yeah yeah i don't bathe in the bath I, I, I see i find it you're just sitting in your own stew of dirt no yeah. i like it if you're like if you got a nice tub and uh, i want to go if you're well, lighting some candles <laughs> and, oh my gosh and, come Who on are you what do you mean you're just kind of hanging out in the bathtub what if you tell me and you're then, playing Kenny G? Our no, no, relationship no. is yeah. and over. And then that you know it's a nice scalding tub, and you hang out there for half an hour. <laughs> then you drain some out, put some more hot water in there. That's a nice way to spend an evening. <laughs> it really is. I don't think I want to have this conversation. Okay, I'm just saying, some candles in a hot tub feels pretty good to me. It's gotten weird. No, it's not. It's fine. Hey, uh, we're going to talk about addiction from the bathtub to addiction. That's next here on the ride home. 1.5 WORD. We want to know more about you. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Go to our website and take our short, anonymous Word FM listener survey. Answer just a few questions. I've got to concentrate. concentrate. A few easy questions to let us know who you are and how you listen to Word FM. Now the question is, how much cash do you want? How's a hundred bucks? Someone who takes the survey will win $100 cash. Are there any questions? If not, take the listener survey now at wordfm.com slash survey. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. At Accurate Solutions Group, we're known to consort with pirates, penguins, and even panthers, and of course the Steelers. Maybe fans of Pittsburgh's most beloved sports teams turn to us because they know we're Yinzers too. So whether you're a pirate fan, penguin, panther, or Steelers, or all of the above, give us a call. I'm Kurt Kenotic. Ethan and I will help you get to where you need to be. Retirement is what we do, independent is what we are, and fiduciary is how we practice. Retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. A retirement blueprint from Accurate Solutions Group. It's customized and personalized to your unique situation. Call 412-515-3555. It's never too late and it's never too early. 412-515-3555. Or visit asgretire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomefloringpgh.com. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? 
Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. People talk about uh, addiction. Oftentimes you hear this as my disease. And, and is that the truth? There's a lot of different schools of thought about addiction. Reverend David Lewis is with us. Reverend Lewis is the executive director of Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. And David, welcome back to the show. Always yeah. good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, David. Uh, yeah, so the idea of, of looking at addiction as a disease, you know, I think has a lot of merit. Um, I, we know that there are some genetic components. We see alcoholism and addiction run in families, right? Um, but looking at, well, first of all, let's let's look at that family linkage. You know, before we went to air, I was talking about how you can see husbands and or fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, mothers and sons having addiction patterns. But at the same time, you think, well, it might not just be a genetic link because you also have family systems, right? And you have social social things and how people celebrate and how people relax and how people escape and all those sorts of things. So how do you, can you draw a line between a biological link and a, you know, is it nature or nurture? Yeah. So that's, that's the debate. And I would say that uh, the most holistic way to look at this is to call it a biopsychosocial spiritual affliction. Oh, okay. Okay, so yes, of course, there's a biological component where the brain chemistry actually gets altered. And yeah, there is a debate whether that can be passed down genetically. And I think there's something to that. And then there's also the psychological aspect. So somebody, if they have issues emotionally growing up, that's my story. I had issues, you know, growing up just like fitting in and trying to, you know, deal with my emotions and my anxiety. And the marijuana, when I took it, just like relieved that. Mm. And that's what grabbed me. And then, of course, the sociological part. So you have biopsycho, then social. So, yeah, there's family systems that contribute. Right. You see your family drink, you drink. You, your family does drugs, you do drugs. And then, of course, there's a the spiritual component. So, yeah, that, I think we have to be holistic about it. It's okay. not just it's not a One silver bullet kind thing. Yeah. Right. So what about the Bible? How does the Bible look at addiction? So the Bible looks at addiction under the category of idolatry. Mm-hmm. So idolatry is when you take a thing that God made, and you elevate it to ultimate significance in your life. So we can do that with any created thing. So God, uh, the things God created are good, and they're meant to point us to him, to glorify him and get, thank him, and use it for the purpose that he instituted it for. But what idolatry does is it says, no, I will take this created thing, and it will become my ultimate mm-hmm. source of joy and peace and pleasure, and I will rebel against God if I have to. I don't care what God says in his word about it. And drugs and alcohol fit this very well. They're, they're things that grow out of the ground. That's where the natural thing to make these things comes out of. And we worship and serve these things rather than God. It becomes our God. So really, the Christian worldview teaches that um, idolatry is the best category to put addiction in because it's our false God. Mm-hmm. And, and someone who's in addiction, if you're listening, you have a loved one in addiction, you will see what I'm saying. And if you are in your addiction, it becomes your God. It becomes your everything. It becomes your source of joy. You sacrifice to it. You will give your time, your money, your children. Anyone who's ever dealt with an addict, it's like, why do they just give me, every, give me, give me. Yeah. And then they make the sacrifice to the false God. 
then in any act of worship, according to the Bible, you become like what you worship. So now you're being transformed and corrupted because you are committing this act of mm-hmm. worship. Mm-hmm. And that is why the things that happen, like a, a, a family member will say, this isn't my son. This isn't my daughter. We raised him or her in the church. This is not the kid that I'm used to. They, it's the, the transformation is crazy. The morals just go away. The conscience is seared. They're robbing. They're stealing. And the parents are like, how do you explain this to me? Why is my child like this? And, you know, there's many ways to explain it. Yeah, there, there's a hijacked biology in the brain. And there is the psychology's messed up. The emotions are out of whack. But from as a pastor, I have to say, if you're a Christian, the other thing that's happening is there's a spiritual battle going on here. Your child has been taken over by worshiping a false god. So what's the solution to that? Well, worship the true, the true god. god. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So uh, as addiction has sort of gripped the United States in the last 20 plus years, there's a lot of different treatment programs out there. But uh, as I know you, David, and as you're ahead, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, you look at the recovering addict as a way to surrender his self to God. Talk about that. Yeah. So the first thing that has to be dealt with is the guilt of that action of idolatry, which is sin according to the Bible. So we made in the image of God, the individual's going to have guilt, even whether they want to admit it or not, they have a guilty conscience because they know they're sinning against the one who made them. So we have to first offer the gospel of Jesus Christ and say, listen, there is forgiveness. There is hope. It doesn't matter what you've done. The cross of Jesus Christ covers it all. Repent and believe in him. That's the foundation of everything we do at Adult and Teen and, Challenge. And that's a big jump forward. For a lot of addicts, they go, I've crossed the relationship in my marriage. My children don't want to talk to me. I've lost multiple jobs. I'm just a complete and total train wreck. And that's right. And that's why people who fail at recovery will come in and they'll try to fix that. And that'll be their main motivator. So I need to fix this. My wife is about to divorce me. My kids haven't seen me. I need to fix this. And that always ends up empty. Because a lot of times the damage you've done to your family will take years to heal. And you're trying to heal it in a month. You know, and... So what we teach them is, listen, let's take a step back. Let's let's practice self-acceptance instead of self-improvement for a minute. Mm. Let's just say, here's what you've done. And there is forgiveness. I mean, the gospel is such a powerful thing. Yes. And for people in these situations that you can be forgiven and accepted by God. And that's your foundation. And once you have that foundation under your feet, now let's start working mm-hmm. on what we need to work on to get you better. I but see. first, the gospel has to be the foundation. So again, in a lot of recovery groups, you're looking at the short term. Oh, I'm going to do rehab for 30 days, 60 days at the most. Uh, what interests me about you is you've talked about this in the past where you're saying to people, if you can, it's recommended you join us for a year, a full year of recovery treatment. Yes. Yeah, so what we do at our facility here locally is we have a 30-day program that's like a lot of the other programs you'll hear about where we can bring somebody in and get them introduced to the process. But what we're pushing them towards is our 11-month Christ-centered discipleship program, which is, that's our bread and butter. If if anyone has heard of Teen Challenge, Dave Dave Wilkerson, The Cross and the Switchblade, this program's been around for 60-plus years. I'm a graduate. Mm -hmm. So at 19 years old, I bottomed out. My parents pushed me in. And this is, if you're listening, nobody wants to get help for their addiction usually. Usually it takes pain. People don't wake up one day and just like they're planning a cruise. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to rehab today. Like, no, there has to be pain. And actually, if there's a loved one listening right now, what you need to pray for is God to bring pain into your child's life. I know that sounds crazy, but he's he's a good God. He knows what he's Mm -hmm. doing. But you need to let go of that child and say, God, it's the hardest thing. I mean, I have kids now. 
You know, so I understand like when your child is three and they skin their knee on the playground, of course you run to them because you want to comfort them. But when they're 23 and they're robbing stores and doing crazy things and you keep bailing them out of jail. And I understand as a mother, like I'll never fault a mother for wanting to do that. Like doesn't all you should quit doing that. That's wrong. Well, no, of course they want to do that, but they need to understand in order for that child to, to, to get the help they need, some of that pain needs to to hit home right. and that's why if someone calls us for help that's what i'll coach the the family to do which is a long process sometimes to get yeah. the whole family together and deal with the issue but someone will say a year i can't step away from my life for a year what do you want me to do so that's why we understand our program is not for everybody the best case scenario for an individual is to see that they have an addiction maybe go to outpatient treatment see a counselor get plugged into a church keep their job of course that's that's what we would want but a lot of people, their addiction is too far. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for me. I tried that route. I could. I had to get away from my environment for an extended period of time and have new habits. And so that's formed. what that 11 month can yes. provide. The deep dive. The, the deep dive. And then it's very successful because of that time and the Jesus factor, we call it, that the, they meet Christ and they have discipleship and then they have pastors around them and people around them who are teaching them that new way to live in a new environment so that when they go back to their home, they've had that time to to engage with Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so again, I'm going to go back to this. 11 months, it sounds like it might be a lot of money. Well, that part of our program is donation-based. So our 30-day program, we accept insurance. We accept UPMC, Highmark, and Medicaid. Okay. But then if they decide to go to our long-term program, we do not turn away anybody for lack of funding. It's not insurance-based. So we will ask the family if they can make a monthly contribution. Wow, really? So we try to offset. Of course, it costs money to house somebody for 11 months and sure. feed them and have the staff. So we have churches that support us. We have individuals that support us. And we ask the family to make a donation. But, yeah, we, as said, you know, our, our goal and our mission is wow. to help those who don't. David, that is terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, and that's what we do. And that's, uh, you know, our program, I'm a walking living example. Many of the men that work at with me under me, um, were people that I counseled myself and now they're walking mm-hmm. in recovery and walking with Christ. Reverend David Lewis is with us. He's the executive director of Western Pennsylvania adult and teen challenge. David, people hear this and go, it's an awful lot, but, uh, I need it. I want it. They want to contact you. Give us that information. Yeah, so my number uh, is 412-849-3224. Once more. 412-849-3224. And then if they just look up Teen Challenge on Google, if they're local, it'll come up. Okay, terrific. Well, David, thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. It's an outstanding perspective. It's the real thing. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. Reverend David Lewis has been with us. Take a break. Come back. We've got lots more ahead. Stick around. We'll ride home. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside 
side, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Nello is very easy to work with. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. We had become aware of several churches that are using their building during the week as a community center, and we wanted to go that direction. They were able to grasp that, make suggestions that helped us along the way, and they were conscious of our financial constraints and were really good at helping us to see ways that we could do that within our budget, but within the space that we were developing. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net You know that uh, crazy guy, (laughs) Rip Taylor? Mostly, I, I think, known for his appearances on Hollywood Squares. No, wait, first of all, he's unknown to people that are under 40. You think? Oh, you've never. Have you ever heard of Rip Taylor, Mike? You know, do you know who he is? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think he's 85 years old. And this guy, this is one of these guys who built a career um, flamboyantly outrageous. I mean, 85, he spent many decades in Las Vegas as a stand-up comedian. Um, but his gig on television, uh, reading about him, he had more than 2,000 appearances on network television. 2,000 appearances? Yes. Yeah. So if you did you know, a, a dive on Rip Taylor on YouTube, he's on American Bandstand. He's on the Nightly News. He's on David Letterman. He's on you know, Johnny Carson. He's a big name. Right. And this is a guy who's you know, kind of shtick, for lack of a better word, not to you know, denigrate him, but he had this gigantic shopping bag full of confetti. He'd walk through the audience throwing confetti around. around and then telling pretty much, you know, sort of self-effacing jokes about him, about himself. Right. He was he was 84, by the way. OK. And a completely unique creation. Yeah, he was. I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone quite like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I think of being a little kid, I think of watching variety shows like right. The Tonight Show, if I was allowed to stay up on a weekend or something. And if Rip Taylor came out, everyone would just stop what they were doing. And look at him and just kind of shake their head. Like, how did that? Remember Charo? Oh, yeah, sure. 
charm. She was similar. Like kind of. you weren't really Coochie. you weren't really sure what they were doing right. and this why they were always showing up everywhere. You might have seen Charo or Rip Taylor like at the Friday night show at the American Legion or they might have been on a stage in Vegas. Right. And the or they might have been on the, on the Tonight Show. Right. And you think how, how did, did this there? happen? Right. And I think that was the overall reaction I remember seeing. Yeah. So, what, how did this happen? Anyway, I mean, R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, Rip God Taylor. bless him. <laughs> it's just, 84 it's years old. It's a slice old. of America that, you know, you don't have anymore. I, it wouldn't work who's today. The, who's the prop comedian? The redhead. Oh, Carrot Top. I would say the sort of the yeah. closest thing to that in a way is Carrot Top. And, and that's even a, a bit of a stretch. Okay. Hey, five o'clock. You do not want to miss this. Do you remember Catherine Coleman? Catherine Coleman made her base here in the city of Pittsburgh. She was an international faith healer. And uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to someone who's just written a comprehensive book about her life, The Life and Legacy of Catherine Coleman, The Miracle Lady. That's the 5 o'clock hour on the ride home here on Word FM. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostro. President Trump's decision late Sunday to follow through with a withdrawal of U.S. troops from northern Syria has raised criticism from many Republicans on Capitol Hill. Among them, South Carolina's Senator Lindsey Graham. Graham telling Fox and friends he'll urge the president to reconsider. Turkey expert Bula Dali Raza notes Graham helped convince the president last year to reverse his decision to pull out of Syria entirely. Sagar Magani reporting. Many fear the signal it would send to Kurdish fighters who had fought for years alongside American troops against the ISIS. Mr. Trump defended his decision on social media posts today, downplaying the risk of a potential Turkish attack on the Kurds. Iran starts to or plans to start using a new array of advanced centrifuges for enriching uranium. That's according to the country's nuclear chief in a move likely to intensify pressure on Europe to save Tehran's collapsing nuclear deal. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. This is the entertainment answer. Oscar Isaac voices Gomez in The Addams Family and is confident that fans old and new will love it. I'm so excited for fans of the original comics, fans of the movies, fans of the TV show. Everyone's going to get a bit of what they've loved about uh, The Addams over the years. And I think it's just going to not only bring in the fans of the original, but also make a lot of new ones. The Addams Family, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, 
American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. What gives one company the edge over another? Maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's taking care of lots of things that help a business run smoothly. In other words, Cintas. Cintas has products that help your people stay safe and apparel programs that convey the right image. They service fire protection equipment, deliver and stock restroom supplies, and make sure facilities are clean and ready. Because when all those things work together, you're in business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. Tonight, it will turn out partly cloudy with a low 45. Watch out for areas of fog late tonight and early tomorrow, which can slow the morning commute. But otherwise, tomorrow, you'll see a good deal of sunshine, and the high will be a seasonable 66. Partly cloudy with the low 46 tomorrow night. Then Wednesday, we'll have a mix of clouds and sun. Nice days. Temperatures approach 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was out running errands on Saturday, and uh, a couple miles from my house, I saw that they were building uh, one of the new um, storage facilities. You know, um, you see these. These take on, they either look like garages. In some instances, they are sort of skyscraper-ish. But I think it it comes back to uh, us as Americans that we can never have enough. Mm -hmm. So much so that as our homes or our apartments are overflowing, we're willing to rent spaces to store stuff because enough is not enough and more is going to come down the pipeline. Right. Do you feel that in your yes, life sometimes? No, absolutely. And, it, and it's not necessarily, you know, just physical things or material things. It's also, well, I need more Twitter followers or I need more people to like me on Facebook or I need more uh, whatever, right? There, it's always the need to acquire, acquire, acquire. It's the American disease. What is that? It's the American disease. It's sin. I mean, it's, it's, it's idol making. Right. So is there a point... Do you reach a point in your life where, you know, uh, you, you kind of age out and go, well, um, I've got enough. I, you know, I mean, I remember years ago, my mom would say, please don't get me anything for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I just, right. I have what I need. Right, and so right, you right, adding, right. you're giving me another sweater or another piece of jewelry or something. Right, it just, isn't going to help me out. Right. Right. Th- that's age and wisdom together, or just with some common sense as well. Do you have a sense of enjoyment or freedom when you get stuff out of your house. Oh, yeah. Do you? Don't you think so? I mean, I have a, I love it. Yeah. I have a deep 
love of it. The minimalist movement as yeah. well, isn't it? It's not well I'm the I am the la I am not a minimalist for sure. But when I clean out a closet or whatever, I'd what I started doing about a year ago is taking a trip to my local AMVETS to drop things off mm-hmm. at least once a week. So I always have stuff in the back of my car sure. that I'm going to take somewhere. Um, and so every seven days or more, you know, more often if I think of it, because I don't want to be, you know, driving around with all sorts of stuff in the back. But I try to do that because there's just, it's so easy to accumulate. Right. And I, that's not saying anything good about me because I'm just an accumulator. No, you're just like everybody else. But I just, I, I, it is a really good feeling to think, okay, you know, I went through my, um, my drawers in the kitchen about a week ago and I found that there were all these kitchen utensil things that I don't use. Like example what? Well, like for example, I have like, you know, four ladles, four soup ladles. Mm-hmm. Why? Where would they come from? Well, I don't know, but I don't need four of them. No. I use two of them. And so I took two, What's the two running? that are in the drawer that I never use and I just put them in a bag. Right. Or I have like three bread knives. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't need three bread knives. I mean, how much bread can a person eat? At one time. Right, exactly. We can all share the same bread knife. It's huge. Right, right. You know, I said I don't need all of those. But those are the right. things that you just don't notice. And then you think someone else could use a bread knife, especially if you've been the person who has shopped at Goodwill or shopped at the yard sale or gone to the red, white, and blue or whatever. You appreciate finding a good thing because you couldn't afford to buy it at you know the container store right, right. or you know wherever you would buy your kitchen junk i was uh, looking at this uh, this article about um, the life-changing magic of having enough and they tell a story here's a, just a short poem uh, this is a story uh, that was uh, described in exchange between uh, kurt vonnegut and joseph heller now these were two authors back in the day and uh, it goes like this i said joe how does it make you feel to know that our host only yesterday may have made more money than your novel, Catch-22, has earned in its entire history. And Joe said, I've got something he can never have. And I said, what on earth, Joe, could that be? And Joe said, the knowledge that I've got enough. Wow. Okay. So there's there's something to be said about contentment, mm-hmm. right? I'm I not am, a very content person. I think I that's think. the malady of the age. I do. I don't think I... I'm always Yearning? dissatisfied... Not dissatisfied. That's not true. I'm not dissatisfied. But I am always looking for the next adventure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always like that. Adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I can understand adventure, right? But does the adventure include, you know, acquiring six sweaters along the way? Well, or maybe. Like that? Or maybe not. Right. I mean, well, if the sweaters are going to help me in my adventure, the answer might be yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't know. At what point do you surrender that? I think it's probably a point of spiritual maturity that I haven't yet reached. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think that, you know, to point the finger at you. Did you I, bring this up to make me feel badly, John? Kind of. Did I you did. and Mike talk about it and say it's about time that wanted we call Kath out on the, on the air? I wanted yeah. to set the tone for a Monday. I mean, I do like a sweater. No, no, I mean, you know, no, no, but you know, I, I know exactly. To be all serious. I know exactly what you're saying. And I think it's important to be able to say it's still, I, I still find myself looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. This is uh, this is from Shakespeare, King John. My crown is in my heart, not on my head. Not decked with diamonds or Indian stones. A crown it is that seldom kings wear. My crown is called content. And so it is. Wow. How do we find the nature of contentment in our lives? Whether it's spiritual, physical, mental contentment. Take a break. Come back. Hey, we're excited. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about... Catherine Coleman. Now you she may be of an age. Something. She surely was. P- 
Pittsburgh-based worldwide evangelist. But once she died, so did the ministry as well. But that's next. Hey, employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country, a plan that actually pays you back every year? Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial, they have a custom-made plan perfect for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the marketplace that changes all the time, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and for businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to MarleyFG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania, plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and your overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now, Marley Financial, 724-884-1496, or find them online at marleyfg.com. 101.5 WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Think about how God cares for you and me. Not only would he reveal himself in nature and in our conscience and give us this written word, but he's given to us the living word. That is, God chose to come to earth and walk among men so that you and I would really know what God is like. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. If credit card debt has you down, nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-990-5496. 1-800-990-5496. That's 1-800-990-5496. This is Brad Marshall, General Manager of Word FM. If you're a senior or associate pastor, we have a seat for you and your spouse at our annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. Join us October 22nd at the Hilton Garden Inn at South Point and enjoy great food, warm fellowship, and a fantastic message from Unlimited Grace founder Brian Chappell. There's no charge. It's just our way of saying thank you for all you do. Reserve your complimentary tickets now at wordfm.com. I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. (laughs) And there would be no miracles if God no longer was God Almighty. Today, for a few minutes, you and I are going to have an old-fashioned heart. That is the voice of Catherine Coleman. Now, if you're a person of a certain age, you may remember that voice. 
that organ introduction to a, a weekly show that Catherine Coleman produced for more than a decade. Catherine Coleman made her base for many years here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But after Catherine Coleman's death, essentially the ministry disappeared. But at its zenith, Catherine Coleman traveled the world and millions of people intersected with her brand of evangelical Christianity. Many hundreds of thousands claimed miraculous healings from Catherine Coleman. Joining us right now is Amy Artman. Amy teaches in the Religious Studies Department at Missouri State University. She holds a Ph.D. in the history of Christianity from the University of Chicago, and she has a just-released book about Catherine Coleman. But Catherine and, and Amy joins us right now. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Oh, I hadn't heard her voice in a long time. Well, that it's certainly, great. Amy, it's a very, very unique voice. And I think for, you know, a modern-day sensibility in the 21st century, when you hear Catherine Coleman in what I would call something that's deeply affected, it's a little jarring, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But if you listen to her predecessors, Amy Supple McPherson, um, she sounds just like everyone from hmm. the 30s or so. Really? Okay, so now... I was not in the era that knew Catherine Coleman, so I've only watched her historically. Um, And so I look back at that, Amy, and I feel like I need to understand more about the time because it seems like way over the top. I just don't get it. I think, wow, so people were really, people were buying that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, there's a great story actually about um, Catherine has an older sister whose name is Myrtle. Myrtle was actually also an evangelist, but Myrtle goes to one of Catherine Kuhlman's big um, worship services, and there's a couple of women who are sitting in front of her in the auditorium, the huge auditorium, while Kuhlman is preaching and kind of getting things going. And Myrtle hears the women, they turn to each other like, that's just ridiculous. That's She's so dramatic and over the top, and Myrtle leans forward and taps him on the shoulder, and she says she has been like that her entire life. Really? Hmm. So, so apparently... Um, from the stories that we have about her, she starts she starts doing ministry or traveling around in the West she, uh, at the age of 15. Um, and apparently she was just always kind of flamboyant and dramatic. There's some theories that I've read that maybe she had a stutter, and that's why her voice is that way. Um, hmm. But she's also very influenced by, I don't know if people have heard of Sister Amy, or Amy Simple McPherson. She's sure. another fascinating person to look up. But she's very influenced by Sister Amy. And if you listen to the two of them, um, there are definitely similarities. And she also sounds like all the kind of the actresses of basically the 30s and 40s that call that mid-Atlantic accent that really doesn't exist. But it's, you know, darling, that mm-hmm. kind of Cary Grant sounding accent. Right. Doing it's, that a little bit too. It's almost like a Catherine Hepburn sort of thing in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Amy, talk to us about then about the early days of Catherine Coleman. I mean, she came to Pittsburgh after a scandal, but before this, uh, she yeah. traveled and uh, she was successful on, on the circuit, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, she's um, from Concordia, Missouri, which is actually not too far from where I live, um, kind of central Missouri. Um, and she, kind of, she has a pretty normal upbringing. She doesn't have any kind of dramatic illness. Um, that healed, like, for instance, Oral Roberts was healed of a of an illness, and that's kind of what started him along in faith healing. She, she's just really kind of 
um, a spunky Midwesterner growing up. She's born in around born in 19, 1907. And then her sister, who's about 13 years older than her, Myrtle, goes and does gets on the circuit, like you're saying, kind of the sawdust trail, they call it, in the West. And then Myrtle and her husband, Everett, come back and say, hey, why don't you go with us? And so Coleman leaves Concordia, doesn't ever finish um, high school, which wouldn't have been that unusual at that time. Sure. And begins to travel with them. And they go to Canada. They end up, um, they go through through kind of the western states. They spend time in Colorado. They go out to California, where, again, that's where Amy's the person center. Um, and the whole time, she's kind of honing her skill and getting better and better at giving her testimony. And she just, she loves it. There's pictures of that time period where you can tell she is just having the time of her life. Wow. Okay, so then Catherine Coleman, she meets a man who is also an evangelist. They have um, a, a romance, but there's a problem with the romance because this man that she will eventually marry, he himself is already married with several children. Yes, this is the great scandal that she would basically would not talk about. Um, it's that one of her biographers calls this the silent years. Um, so she's, and I think it's interesting, I talk about this in my book, but I think it's interesting that right before she enters into this extremely, un, well, just a bad decision, um, she's about to turn, she's in her late 20s and her father dies. And about six months, and she's extreme, she's a mama, she's a daddy's girl, very much so, loved her, called him her papa. Um, and then she enters into this really ill-fated relationship with a gentleman named Burroughs Waltrip, who she calls Mr. And yes, he divorces his wife, Jessie, who has, and they have two sons in Texas in order to marry Catherine Coleman. And when that, when they, when they're, they each have congregations at this time, Coleman's at the Denver Revival Tabernacle, that destroys both their ministries. Um, And they try to kind of soldier on, but, um, well, that's, I may be going on a little more than you want to know. No, that's good. Amy Artman joins us. We're talking about her brand new work called The Miracle Lady, Catherine Coleman and the Transformation of Charismatic Christianity. Now, because of the scandal, uh, Catherine Coleman had to leave her comfort zone and she traveled uh, to Pittsburgh. And basically, while she was in Pittsburgh in the late 40s, reinvented herself. Talk to us about that, please. I think that this, this time period in her life is fascinating because that should have been it. That she she's a she's a divorced, failed evangelist who has had to leave behind her successful ministry. Uh, she should not have been able to start over again. And so you see here what I think is just this grit, basically. And she's invited to Franklin first, and she comes to Franklin and starts at the Franklin Tabernacle. Um, and she just begins to draw people again. Um, just, and at this point there's, it's really not an emphasis on healing. She's very much just a kind of a salvation deliverance evangelist. Um, she's preaching and teaching and people are coming to hear her. And, um, and then one night a woman stands up and says, Ms. Coleman, I need to tell you something. And Coleman says, yes. And she said, um, at your, at your service last night, I was healed. And Coleman says, what do you mean? And the woman begins, and we don't know the woman's name, um, but the woman begins to tell that she came to service, she left and went home, um, and she felt like, a, or during the service, she felt a warmth, and she went to her doctor, and I can't, 
exactly remember, but it's a, um, but her condition had then been healed. And that becomes a model for the way Coleman does her healing services. It's basically she doesn't say that she heals anyone. Now, all faith healers say that. But um, she says that basically what she's doing is something called a word of knowledge, where she is in front of the group, and as the Holy Spirit begins to move, is how she would say it, um, she is given knowledge of, of what's happening. So she's able to say, somebody in the upper balcony is being healed of emphysema, stand up and, and claim your healing. But she doesn't ever lay hands on or those types of things. That gets started in Franklin, and she's got a radio show, and she gets known in uh, Pittsburgh and also in Stambaugh uh, Auditorium. So she's at Carnegie. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Carnegie. Yeah. Carnegie Hall. <laughs> I practiced that. <laughs> Carnegie Hall in um, Pittsburgh. And um, and she has uh, successful, uh, what she calls, miracle services there and also Bible studies. And then she also has um, a service going on at Stambaugh Auditorium in Ohio during this time period. And that's where things kind of get going. And she loves she loves Pittsburgh and really kind of she she's committed and she stays there for her and for the rest of her ministry. So from that first healing, that's when things really started to explode. And of course, uh, you make reference to, to the, the television ministry, more than 500 shows she self-produced uh, in California that were broadcast around the world. And I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, as a young boy, I remember watching Catherine Coleman on the television early Sunday morning and just enthralled okay. by the theatricality of who she was. And of course, yeah. hand in hand, with the healing ministry. Now, of course, whenever there's a healing ministry, there are many people who jump on board, who are excited and enthusiastic, hoping that the healing will come to their own lives. But then the flip -hmm. flip side of that as well is that there are people who will point the finger and say, that's a fraud, that's a cheat, Mm -hmm. that does not happen. There's something that's being done here that's basically a money grab. And so she has to fend off both of those, you know, the praise and the condemnation. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things that I think are interesting about about Catherine Coleman. Well, there's there's a bunch of them. But what you're saying, she she doesn't want to be called a faith healer. She really, really. Does. So the fact that I'm calling her that, she'd be very irritated with us. She's a healing. She's an evangelist, and it, because she doesn't feel like again, she's not the one doing the healing. It's it's God through the Holy Spirit. So she she never wanted to be called a faith healer. And also, she doesn't ask for money. If you'll go back and look um, on her television shows or her radio shows, she never asks for money. Really? And you're going to have like Jim Baker who comes along after her, who you have this continual right. pumping for money. Um, now, she does take offerings at her miracle services, and she uses that then to support her ministry. But I thought that was something interesting. Um, and, yes, she. I, I, the question I almost always get asked when I'm talking with people about Catherine Coleman is, you think that she was um, real or was she fake? Yeah. And I watched 450 of those 500 shows for my research. And my answer is yes. I think there are times when I was persuaded that, that this person who was talking on the show and testifying to the healing, I had no reason to doubt them. And there are other times when it was just cringeworthy awful like there is no way what that person is saying is correct she is attacked by uh, well attacked she 
she had, there's a book written about her in the 70s called A Doctor in Search of a Healing by mm-hmm. Dr. Richard Nolan. And he basically says that he believes that she believes what she is doing is real. Okay. That she is authentic in the sense that she believes it, but he does not believe that the healings that are happening are anything more than um, psychosomatic. But then my book starts with a, um, a back and forth. She goes on the Johnny Carson show. And Johnny Carson says, you know, you've been called mesmerizing. People wonder if the healings are real. They say that they're psychosomatic. And she smiles and says, well, Johnny, what do doctors say is the most difficult illness to cure? And he smiles. And, she, and he says, psychosomatic illnesses. And she says, yes. So <laughs> she knew there were questions about her. Um, but I do, I do think that she genuinely believed that she was doing good. Now, there's, account, there's many accounts of people having uh, verification of the healings, but there's also accounts of people who come back and say, no, this was just you know, the ecstasy of the moment, right. and they go back home, and it comes back. Amy Hartman is with us. We're talking about the miracle lady, Catherine Coleman, and the transformation of charismatic Christianity. So, uh, Amy, as you referenced Catherine Coleman on the Johnny Carson show, I mean, that unto mm-hmm. itself is pretty amazing. You would think that, you know, Johnny Carson is the, the top of the heap of uh, worldwide entertainment, you know, in the time of uh, the 60s and the 70s, all the great stars of the day. So for Catherine Coleman herself to appear on Johnny Carson says something about her power and her wide-ranging influence influence on society. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons I use that as the as the very opening um, scenario in the book is so that those who maybe have never heard of her or really are kind of a you know, the wide eyed, oh my gosh, this woman is you know, what is going on that Kathy had. Right. It's like, well, you know, it's like this person Carson introduces her and say he says basically that um Along with Billy Graham, Catherine Coleman is is understood to be one of the most famous evangelists in the world. Mm -hmm. At her height, um, which I'd say is probably in the early to mid-60s, like you're talking, um, yeah, she she had a monthly service at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles that seated around 5,000 people. Plus, she had miracle services all around the world. She goes to Sweden. She goes to Jerusalem. um, And... She she and she's the only woman who has that level of um, influence during the during this time. Now, what's fascinating is, as you reference Billy Graham, Billy Graham just died here a few years ago in the in his mid 90s. But, you know, uh, Billy Graham, the ministry in some ways, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association continues to go on. But as Catherine Coleman became ill and then died fairly quickly, once Catherine Coleman was gone, her ministry eventually, essentially, evaporated as well, right? Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a pretty poignant end. There, there's kind of two, I think, two ways you can look at it. On the one hand, she gets very sick. She has an enlarged heart. Um, and, of course, the healer heal thyself. You know, why, right. why does a faith healer get sick? Why can't they heal themselves? And that, that she, she kept it very quiet. She covered it up for a long time until finally she gets so ill that she has to go and have um, surgery. She doesn't recover well from that. And then she, she dies at the age of 69. So she's not, she's not that old when she dies. 
But during the year or so before her death, she comes under the influence, and I, that's intentional language for me because I think that's what happened, of a gentleman named Tink Wilkerson. And I, from what I can tell, he's, he's, he's not an upstanding person. He really comes in and takes over. Uh, her will is changed, mm-hmm. turning over, giving everything over to Wilkerson. Um, and so part of what happens here is at the end of her life, I think she basically kind of does the same thing she did with Mr. with Burroughs Waltrip in the mm-hmm. sense that she gets frail and she turns to uh, a not very reputable man. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And surrenders and it all. So she, she leaves nothing to the foundation. Um whenever she dies. So the foundation has no money. Um, then that's a main thing. And she also would always say that she doesn't build um, institutions. She builds people. And so she wasn't, she didn't name a successor. She didn't, um, she didn't have a college like Roberts university or um, any kind of building basically. So within a very few years, the foundation contracts. And I, I looked this up. It's sometime in the mid eighties that they finally run out of money. Uh, they can no longer show the um, – they can no longer play the tapes on the radio. But now she's all over Facebook, and she's, you know, she's back. Yeah, she is back in a way. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it thrills me in a way because, like I said, I mean, as a young boy, I watched this, and I, I was just mesmerized by her. And I picture her here in the city of Pittsburgh. And, of course, the city of Pittsburgh in the 60s, uh, in the 70s, was one of the major corporate capitals of the world. So I imagine right. business leaders, business leaders' wives and their families going to see Catherine Coleman and finding something there and also were able to help her financially to keep all, you know, the engine moving. So there's, you know, mm-hmm. somehow a connection to Pittsburgh that I think, you know, is a necessary component of the, the power of her ministry. And I, I just wonder, Amy, having spent all this time and, you know, I, I, the work itself is is just a gigantic work of research in all that research. And you made reference to this. You, you essentially are a fan of Catherine Coleman. Is that correct? Oh, I admire her. Mm, okay. um, I like her, but I admire her because I think that I can see the good and the bad in her. I, I, my, my book um, doesn't mince words in the sense that she, um, she had her failings. She could be domineering. Um, she could, she could be overly flamboyant. Um, she makes some bad decisions in her life, but for me, that's what makes her fascinating. And, and especially as a female religious leader in a very conservative form of Christianity, watching her gain power while she is kind of, the word maybe manipulate is not the one I want, but while she's making use of things like the way she presents herself as a lady, um, the way she speaks, like she's not a woman's liber, she'll talk about. But meanwhile, she has a million-dollar foundation. She's um, basically a de facto minister of two congregations, even though she never calls herself a pastor or a minister. Um, and she's always basically saying, the only reason I have this ministry is because God asked a man, and he said no. And I was just stupid enough, or I don't know if she's stupid, I was just dumb enough or naive enough to say yes. And the the brilliance of that rhetorical move that allowed her to be a female religious leader it fascinates me. And it also makes me very sad that 
she wasn't really ever able to kind of step into her own mm-hmm. worth and value because she was always having to navigate these landmines of um, kind of the patriarchy of that way of being Christian at that time. Right. And so, that's a... yeah, I'm a fan in the sense that I think she's savvy and sassy and and smart. And doing good work for the Lord. Yes, and and she has, I think, a genuine heart for these people who are suffering and who come to her. Um, she she always thought that um, she she felt the end times were coming, um, and that's why her ministry had arisen. And she said that she looked forward to the time when she would walk out onto the platform and everyone would be healed, and that would be the great miracle um, that would happen as a sign that that Jesus was returning. That never happened, um, and she died before that happened, but that that was always her hope, that there would not be anyone turned away at her service. Well, Amy, thanks an awful lot. Yeah, it's terrific. It's a fascinating uh, conversation about a very interesting woman, Amy Artman, the miracle lady, Catherine Coleman, and the transformation of charismatic Christianity. I believe in What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. October 11th and 12th, Gospel Life Church in Evans City presents the 2019 Engage Conference. This year's theme, Communion with God. Join keynote speakers Dr. Carl Truman of Grove City College and Dr. Andy Snyder of Radiant Church Austin, along with an esteemed panel of guests as you explore ways to go deeper in your relationship with God. Child care will be provided. Reserve now at gospellifechurch.net slash conference. The 2019 Engage Conference, October 11th and 12th. Details at gospellifechurch.net slash conference. Five weeks ago, when college started at Grove City College, I drove my boy up and uh, I'm saying goodbye. And, you know, I'm going to miss him like crazy. It's hard to say goodbye. And I said, I'll miss you. And he said, yeah, Dad, I'll miss you too. But this is home now. And so, you know, occasionally I text him. I try not to be that, you know, that guy. But I texted him the other day. And, you know, what he said to me, he said, hey, you know, the semester has ramped up so high and tight. But I love being here so much. So thanks an awful lot. So if you're a parent and you're listening at home and you're thinking, okay, so my kids in 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, are they really going to be able to survive on their own? Listen, give Grove City a try because what they're doing is they're building people. They're building individuals, maturing men and women who are 
are not just going to succeed in the classroom, but they're also going to succeed personally and interpersonally. And I think that's the best thing about it is that you've got an organization that is committed to the growth of young men and young women academically and personally. That's right. You know, and it took me a long time as a young man to really have Christ in my life. But knowing my boys at Grove City College and knowing the strength of the work that's being done and the intellectual heft as well with Jesus in the middle of things, man, I'd give anything for that to have that in my life. So you have it in your daughter's life, your son's life at Grove City College. Go for it. Online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Tonight, it will turn out partly cloudy with a low 45. Watch out for areas of fog late tonight and early tomorrow, which can slow the morning commute. But otherwise, tomorrow, you'll see a good deal of sunshine and the high will be a seasonable 66. Partly cloudy with a low 46 tomorrow night. Then Wednesday, we'll have a mix of clouds and sun. Nice days. Temperatures approach 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Holcomb joins us from Alliance Defending Freedom, where she serves as legal counsel. She is also a key member of the Center for Christian Ministries. Christina, welcome to the show. Today is the first day the Supreme Court is in session, yes? That's exactly right. Okay, and the Alliance Defending Freedom is jumping right in because tomorrow the U.S. Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in the R.G. and G.R. Harris funeral homes case. Why don't you lay out the case for us? Let us know what's involved. Sure, absolutely. Well, at bottom, Americans should be able to rely on what the law says and not what unelected government officials want it to be. So at issue in this case is the question of whether or not the Supreme Court will redefine the word sex in federal civil rights law to mean gender identity. And if it does, that has massive ramifications across the country for millions of Americans. So what does this look like? There is a a person, Christina, working in a funeral home who essentially changed their gender, right? Sure. So um, Stevens was employed at Harris Funeral Homes, which is a family-owned fifth-generation business in the Detroit area for well over 100 years. Uh, they employed Stevens as one of their funeral directors. And it's just it's incredibly important that the funeral home creates an atmosphere of healing such that families are really able to focus on their grief um, and, and, again, just to reach that point of healing. Well, Stevens, after being employed for about six years, um, came back and declared an intent to no longer follow the men's dress code, but decided that Stevens wanted to start dressing as a biological woman at work. And unfortunately, after giving it some thoughts, Harris Funeral Homes owner Tom Ross decided that was just not something that was going to work. So uh, Harris and Stevens parted ways. And as a result, the ACLU and the EEOC are trying to use this particular case to redefine federal civil rights law and basically add a new category, gender identity, to the law, which has not existed up until this point. And again, Americans like Harris Funeral Homes ought to be able to rely on what the law says. Right. So, Christina, just as a side note, uh, I, I lived and worked in a funeral home in a small town. By working there, it essentially put me through college. So uh, I understand the dynamics of what it is. And as grieving families come in, and especially the long history of a family uh, who runs the business, they are central to that small town. So the... the um, 
the, the transition from a male into a female would rock the town and essentially for a lot of people could uh, hurt the, um, the integrity of the business. I think you're exactly right. And again, the the whole point of Harris Funeral Homes is to be able to really walk with families in its community through the grieving process and help them to focus on their grief. But what they're attempting to do with this particular case is redefine biological sex to mean gender identity, which has implications, again, not just for the funeral home context, but for millions of Americans across the country. Uh, take, take women and girls, for example. Um, we're seeing a case in the state of Connecticut where women's athletic have essentially been transformed because the State Athletic Association now allows biological males who identify as women to compete and to dominate in girls' athletic events. And that's just one example of the ways and the harms to women and girls by allowing this sort of radical redefinition of sex. So, Christina, you're saying that um, in this case, the issue at stake is how we are labeling or what we're including in issues of sexual discrimination? Well, what's at issue in this case is federal civil rights laws protect against discrimination on the basis of sex, right? So that's always meant when it was enacted and continues to mean treating men differently than women because they're men or treating women worse than men because they're women. Um, That's discrimination on the basis of sex. What uh, Congress has not done and, and frankly has intentionally declined to do up until this point is to add new categories to the law, such as transgender status. That's what the ACLU is attempting to use uh, this case to do, and that's functionally not the role of the courts. That is something for Congress to decide. I see. All right, so Christina, let's let's go out. This might be outside the purview of your legal argument in the case, but it's just a, a common sense uh, perspective on it, which is that depending on what a person's employment is or position is, appearance could have a lot to do with their employability. So, for example, if someone is uh, a TV news anchor, Mm -hmm. right, and they would decide to change their gender, that's something that I would think the employer the employer would could have the ability to say you know what this isn't going to work for us anymore i mean isn't that just a thing that regardless of what the circumstances the employer has the right to say you know what if you're going to do that it's just we're going to have to you know part ways Well, federal civil rights laws have been really clear that it's perfectly permissible for employers to have sex-specific dress codes, such as the funeral home did in this case. What is unlawful, what violates civil rights laws, is when employers would treat women worse than men because they're women or vice versa. That's not at all what happened in this particular case. We, again, have a small-town funeral home that's just trying to comply and did comply with federal civil rights laws as written. And so it's fundamentally unfair to try to retroactively change that law and punish that small business owner. Christina Holcomb joins us from Alliance Defending Freedom. So, Christina, what does it look like? Tomorrow morning, Alliance Defending Freedom goes before the Supreme Court. Can you give us sort of a a timeline of what's expected? Sure. Well, there are actually uh, three essentially consolidated cases that will be argued before the United States Supreme Court tomorrow morning, starting at uh, 10 a.m. And around approximately 11 a.m., John Birch, who is a senior vice president of appellate advocacy at Alliance Defending Freedom, will take the lectern and will argue before the nine justices, again, that Sex should not be redefined to mean gender identity. That could create chaos in the law and be harmful to women and girls. 
Um, and we're optimistic that you know the Supreme Court justices have all, in various capacities, affirmed that we need to interpret laws according to their original public meaning. And so we're optimistic that if they employ that judicial philosophy, that ultimately Harris Funeral Homes will win. All right. Well, Christina, let's talk about when we think we might hear um, what would happen after arguments have been presented. Are we talking, you know, May of uh, 2020? Really difficult to say. So entirely dependent on the Supreme Court justices themselves and their own schedules. I think it's unlikely we would hear anything before the spring of next year. Um, And, you know, it's it's entirely likely that they might even hold it until May or June. But we'll see. I see. So uh, I'm sure you talk amongst the the attorneys. Christina, is there any gut feeling, um, yay or nay, the, uh, the success of the case? Well, again, difficult to to know what's going on in the mind of each individual justice, sure. but I will say that we're very hopeful. Again, every justice in one way or another has affirmed that we do have to interpret laws based on their, their terms and mm-hmm. the original public meaning of those words. And if the Supreme Court uh, continues to follow that path, this is not a difficult case whatsoever, and it should rule then in favor of the funeral home. Outstanding. We love Alliance Defending Freedom. Support them as they fight for our freedoms in the Supreme Court, please look online at adflegal.org. That's adflegal.org. Or by calling 800-835-5233. That's 800-835-5233. Christina Holcomb joins us from Alliance Defending Freedom. Christina, thanks so much for your service. We greatly appreciate you on the front lines. Thank you very much. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? Our total basement finishing system is unique, but what's even more unique is the way we interact with our clients. Energy Swing Steve Rennekamp on building the basement of your dreams. You have a dream to finish your basement. The question is whose dream is it? A lot of other companies start working on your basement and build it the way they want to build it. And so it ends up not being exactly what you wanted. We don't work that way. With our 3D rendering system, you can actually see what your dream looks like before you decide to invest. Our design consultant comes out and actually builds the basement with you on his computer and you can see a 3D rendering of that finished basement. And if you don't like something, we can change it around. We can even place furniture in the 3D rendering so you can see if all the things you want to do in the basement will fit the way you would like them to fit, which gives you a unique perspective on what the finished job is going to look like before anything is done. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discounts at EnergySwingWindows.com. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. 
for your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Hey, uh, October, Pastor Appreciation Month. And with that in mind, Word FM is producing their 14th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, October 22nd, Hilton Garden Inn at South Point. Kath and I are going to be there. We can't wait. Yeah, uh, please, uh, tell, tell your, your pastor. senior pastor and your associate pastor. Tell, tell any of your pastors. Yeah, if you got, you know. You got a pastor, tell them. Please. Brian Chappelle is going to be the speaker that day. You might know Brian Chappelle of Unlimited Grace, but uh, it's free freebie it's a great it's a way for your pastor thing to do for your pastor hang out and connect with other guys and other people that, that he's not uh, seen for a while wordfm.com slash pal and i'm super excited about the music what, what? we're going to have adam brock we're oh. going to have nikki smith porter and lauren kirkland doing the music that That's day the it's gonna be awesome excellent so it's uh you don't want to miss it some preaching some fabulous music as well and a great lunch and uh hilton garden in south point they can also invite their spouses oh Oh, right what pastors can invite their spouses about that holy smokes all right yeah wordfm.com october 22nd wordfm's 14th annual pastor appreciation luncheon take a break come back uh, stick around it's the ride home with john and kathy here on word fm and wpit radio At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories, using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the Original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory-direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you to see what hometown-made is all about. This is John Hall with Word FM, and we're partnering with Bible League International on Stand With Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church. Paul reminded Timothy that all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Persecution is suffering for the sake of Christ and His glory, and it comes in many forms all over the world. In India, it's being shunned by Hindu family members. In China, it's the loss of church buildings. In the Middle East, it could be jail or even death at the hands of extremists. Isaiah is a new Christian in Asia, praying for the nourishment that comes only from God's Word. Send him a Bible for only $5. $35 sends seven Bibles. $100 sends 20 Bibles. And your gift will help Word FM and Bible League reach our shared goal of sending Bibles to 5,000 persecuted believers. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give at wordfm.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. 
Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. The Office of State Attorney General Josh Shapiro is pressing its opposition to a bid by the Roman Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh to draw money from an $8 million-plus trust fund, which is dedicated to needy children to pay compensation to adult victims of sex abuse. I'm uh, reading the Peter Smith article from the PG today. And if you're not following along with the story, uh, a man by the name of James L. Toner uh, gave a huge sum of money to the Diocese of Pittsburgh back in 1899. Wow. And they said it, he set it aside as a trust fund administered through the Catholic Institute to pay for vocational training and other services for needy children. And the, the diocese for years has administrated this fund from what I can see well. Uh, care, education, training, maintenance, treatment um, of kids who have, um, who have issues and are looking for direction and help. Um, the two main beneficiaries of the fund have been the Holy Family Institute and Auberly, um, two local agencies which provide all sorts of funds. But here's the thing. Both of those organizations are now uh, no longer either don't exist or aren't taking those funds anymore. And eight between eight and nine million dollars still exists in the fund. And so what the diocese wants to do is use that as a payout fund to those who have been sexually abused by priests in the diocese. So the diocese is saying in many ways this is still being used for that's helping, what they said. Right? So the diocese filed a petition in Orphan's Court seeking permission to use the fund as part of its independent reconciliation compensation fund. Um, and they're saying, look, we're still taking care of kids. We're still doing. And Attorney General Josh Shapiro said, absolutely not. That's yeah. never what James L. Toner Wanted in 1899, that would be a dereliction of duty, and you're not doing it. I'm surprised that uh, the attorney general can insert himself into diocesan business like well, this. Well, it's not just diocesan business. It's state law. It says that the state law doesn't allow a char- – this is a quote from the article. State law does not allow a charitable trust to be terminated to pay the potential legal obligations of the trustee for its alleged criminal activity in direct contravention to the terms of the trust. Interesting. Yeah. So they're saying, look, it's not James L. Toner's problem that you guys have screwed up your business so very badly that you're going to owe so many millions of dollars to so many victims. And so that fund is not going to be used to pay for recompense for your criminal behavior. Okay. So then if the diocese is not allowed to use these funds, then that drives them deeper into all sorts of financial turmoil. Big time. 
I mean, in many ways, I kind of wish that they were able to use the funds just to kind of go, okay, we've met our, you know, we've met this financial obligation or this legal obligation. Let's move forward. I mean, because the churches already are hurting so deeply. Right. Well, I don't actually know who is going to decide this. Um, We know that Josh Shapiro's office is the one that spearheaded the investigation, which resulted in the PA grand jury report that we watched unfold on TV. And then we read, of course, all the sick and sad details of. Um, So I'm not sure exactly how it's going to be adjudicated by the time it's over. But certainly you have the diocese on one side and Attorney General Mm. Josh Shapiro's office on the other. Holy smokes. All right. Well, I mean, the the problem with these dioceses is that they're going to be bankrupted. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, many people, people who love Jesus, the people who are, you know, showing up on Sunday and want to worship, they're the ones who are going to be hurt essentially because of this, because of so many horror stories. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.